Good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Just Telling My Stories. This is Lady Parables, Deborah A. Wright, and I am so excited to be at KAZ Radio TV today because we're doing something new. We're having our first guest to come on and just tell a little bit of her story. A lot of you in town might know her because she says she knows a lot of people and there's many books that she's selling. She definitely does know a lot of people. I want you to welcome with me and tag, share, and share with a friend or even do a watch party. We're also doing something different. All of you that share and do a watch party while we're doing the show or even afterwards or from now to Saturday, we have a drawing and we have a special prize for those that do a watch party and share. But right now, I would like to introduce you to my very special guest, a prominent author in town, and her name is Milana Mills. Hi. Welcome, Milana, and thank you for being my very first guest on our show. Yes, I'm so grateful to be on your show, too. And, um, just to tell you a little bit about my book and about my life. It's my autobiography, and I had a story to tell. I'm the little girl who led the march for the black nationalists. And it started off pretty good when we was marching from Glenville to Third Girl Marshall every day. I was this little girl. Then I became this bad little rebellious <laughs> little girl. And then the riots started. So... After that, I seen a lot that I shouldn't have seen. I seen dead bodies everywhere. Um, then I was given marijuana and weed and molested, and I've been raped, I've been robbed, I've been beat. I had a child dying in bed with me. Um, I used crack cocaine for like 40 years. Wow, 40 yes. years. Yes, 40 years. And on August the 25th, by the grace of God, I'll have 10 years clean. All right, 10 years. And I'm years. real grateful to God for that. And um, I'm, I'm just taking it one day at a time, you know, and I'm selling my book, and I'm doing um cash app. If anybody want to buy the book, it's um 15 to $20. I'll say, I'll say, because if you call me at 216-323-8786, I can bring you the book. Um, if you cash at me, you can cash at me $20, and I can mail you your book any way it go. So okay. So that's how I'm doing that. Okay. Yes. Um, also, aren't you having a book signing tomorrow? Yes, I'm having a book signing tomorrow, and the address is 27801 Euclid Avenue, Suite 454. And it's in, we call it the suite because we have a whole nice place. But because of social distancing, we're going to have it from noon to 3 o'clock. And that way you will be able to listen to a little bit more of her story and get your own copy of her book. Now, it's kind of unique that we're having you on the show at this time because of the the riots that are going on in different places. And for you to actually, at what, about four or five or six years old, experience the riots and actually be there to be in the front. You showed me a picture. You were in the front of a 
parade full of people marching down what was it Euclid yes and yes. we had the black nationalists and all yes. the, the the big players and you were the little girl right in front of it yes because they, they did they put us from the, the little to the front and the older and the tallest to the back and it was a lot of people you know and it's something how history repeat itself because yeah. here they are fighting for the rights of the blacks and it's the same thing but you know what I really don't like is how black on black crime can be with um us hurting one another you know yeah. I'm I'm glad that during the rioting and the looting that they had downtown that didn't nobody get hurt or killed that's a blessing that's a blessing because as a child, when I saw the riots and the National Guards came in, I seen dead bodies everywhere. Wow. And, it, it, you know, it was a lot of bad memories for me. And during my addiction, I would have flashbacks about it, you know. And I would hate for somebody to even go through that and see that again. Being a child and being so young... I know there's a, not to tell all of your stories in the book, but that's not the only time as a child you came out of a closet and saw dead bodies laying everywhere. Yeah, well, that happened before the movement. I was a little girl, maybe about three years old. Wow. And we were living in East Cleveland, a very rich community then in the 60s. And I remember the house getting shot up, and I and my cousin hid in the attic until somebody came and got us. And mm. that was scary for me, too, you know. And I'm like, oh, my God, why, you know, I seen things that a child should not have saw, you know. And I'm glad I've overcame it. It seems like through writing my story, it helped me heal. I tell people that a lot. The more somebody read my book, I heal more and more. Right. So I'm real grateful that I was able to write this book. I started writing this book in the 80s. Wow. And um, it started off in treatment, and I had to write an autobiography. And once I got out of treatment, I relapsed. So I would write in the book again every time I got clean, but I would relapse. That's how harmful and hurtful this book was to me. Wow. So one day I asked God, I said, well, can I have five years clean before I go back into this book and rewrite and finish this book? So once I rewrote the book and I finished it, it was I had eight years clean on January, December I mean, January 2019, I started writing, and I was done by March. And with the help of you, thank you. <laughs> by December um, 2019, my book was finished. And I, I asked God to just let me have this book finished mm -hmm. by January 2020, and it was done. Okay, yeah. So you're a woman that knows how to set a goal and go after it, even despite setbacks of, of relapsing after getting off of cocaine and relapsing off of relationships, relapsing off of different things. And when I'm 
when I met you, you were a totally different Milana than the one in the book, Glory to God. Yes, thank so what God. Was that? So you mentioned God often. So how did God play a, a part? I mean, when you were when you were addicted, you still believed and trust God, but you. Well, I tell the story in the book, and I'm gonna tell a little bit now. As I was coming up as a child, we came up Islamic, and I was in a foster care, and then they were Christians, and then when I got home two years later, my mother was studying with the higher Krishnas, and I'm like, okay. Then, (laughs) then I remember going to church, and it was talking about the Holy Ghost. So at about 13, I got pregnant, and I was like, ain't no God. So um, the lady told me, well, you know who got that baby in your stomach? I'm me. You know, I was God. (laughs) So by the time I was 20, about 27, I OD and God came to me. I've always said, well, if he let me know he here, I'll believe. And so wow. when he came to me, I, I speak of the story of me um, ODing twice in my life, you know, for the cocaine. Um, it was not crack at that time. I was snorting pure cocaine. Wow. I know God, you know. I still have urges and I'm just thanking God that the strength of him is stronger than the demonic spirit. For 10 years. Wow. Yeah, it's because the devil been knocking at me. Oh girl, you can't go no two in 10 years clean. Oh, no, yeah. come on. Come on back with me. Uh-uh. I'm, I'm thanking God that I don't want to do it anymore. You know, it's it's scary because I went to um Cleveland Humidoc, I go there a lot, and they got these strips now for drug users to test their drugs to make sure it's no fentanyl in it. And I'm like, oh, my God, look how scary this is, you know? And I just thank God that I I don't really, I don't, I just don't want to. You know, I'm scared. You know, if you die once, you die twice, three strikes is out. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so I'm like, okay, thank you, Lord, that I'm not going to use crack cocaine no more. So. So before this coronavirus came, you had plans to go to North Carolina, Atlanta, all of these wonderful yes, places. A, a, a sister at my church, she was turning 70 in March, and we were going to get into a rental mm-hmm. and drive cross country. Literally drive cross country, and we were going to take 10 days and just drive. And then the coronavirus just knocked us down for a while so we're, we are praying that that it frees up because even now this is the first week i've been back in the um in the studio here we're being cautious and everything so i'm just praying that god allows us sometime this summer to just be able to get loose and and get out i had about six engagements to go all kind of fabulous places and to be in a play and everything but that's the thing about it is sometimes life throws us for a loop so you were able, life was throwing you for a loop for years and years, but you came up fighting. You came up surviving every single time. Yes. And then, yes. you know, I had heard a little bit about your story when we talked on the phone, but when I met you, I was like, you don't look like your story. You don't look like what you've been through. Yeah. You know, God is so good to me because I 
I started smoking marijuana at seven years old. Seven? Seven. And my uncle was giving me the marijuana and molesting me. And then as time gradually went on, at 12, I remember smoking every day. By the time I was wow. 16, I was selling marijuana. 25 wow. years old, I was selling. Then tragedy happened to me. After that, I said, okay, you can't sell no more marijuana. Yeah, I decided to sell pictures. I became a picture lady at Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of yes. you that have frequented some of these bars probably all remember the, the picture lady. All up and down St. Clair. I worked at the Fantasy, the Q5, High Sauce Williams. I've worked at a lot of bars. Doing my addiction, it got even worse. I was on every block on the corner selling pictures wow so um after that now everybody got cameras on their phones mm -hmm. so i went to selling books and so uh. i'm hoping that i can sell just as many books as i did weaving pictures and I, <laughs> I remember asking you one day because you just really shocked me at how fast you would sell books and you you have really blessed me since i've known you you know we we had our little little things but you helped me grow okay. you know and the, the only <laughs> argument i'd ever get from you is i need my books i sold them out i said i just gave you some two days ago. <laughs> well they're gone you know 50 books gone like that i was yes. like wow yes and i've even been in places with you where um i said well how do you sell your books and I watch you. You just walk up to anybody. Would you like to buy my book? Of course. <laughs> and they buy it. You know, and it's like being in a store, you know. Right. Everywhere I go, I, I every day I do sell a book or two, even through the virus. If I go to the store, I pop my book out. <laughs> um, I notice I get more support from people that I don't know than wow. the people that um, are in my family and that I know. Um my mother's side of the family, I did. We had a family gathering, and I sold about 25 books that wow. day. But my father's side of the family, I'm still struggling with them. Because wow. I can count on one hand on how many bought my book, but they'll get the story out. They'll so, get the story. Or yeah. before they know it, they'll be watching it on film or on That's TV a or in a play thing. or something. Huh? Yes. But the thing of it is, is when we're outside of, of God's will, the, the gifts and talents, you had a talent to sell. You had a, you know, since you were, what, 12 years old, you had a talent to sell. So that same gift and talent is still with you on this side yes. of God. Yes. So it doesn't leave you. And But it just amazed me because I had never seen anybody go through that many boxes of books that <laughs> faster than I could order. And so the only argument we ever had is, I need my books I faster. To, I yeah, need my why books my faster. books ain't here yet? <laughs> <laughs> but that's a, a good problem to have. Um, so the book signing tomorrow, people can come. You can get your own book. Again, that's going to be at the suite. 27801 Euclid Avenue, Suite 454, or on the fourth floor. And right now with the coronavirus, we're still kind of limiting ourselves to um, a few people at a time. So hopefully maybe 
10 people will come at a time, but we have enough space for way more than that. But come and just meet this young lady that's going places. Meet somebody that didn't let life kick her down all the time. The name of this show is just telling my stories. And most of you know that I'm a cancer survivor. And the thing that bugged me the most was not being able to, to tell all of my stories or tell my stories. And it came to me with one of my authors that, you can have guests on your show and let them tell their story. Because see, her story's different than my story. They're all different. But we owe it to the world to share our stories. And I'm so proud that, what did you say, 20 years it took? How long it took? It, it took a long time. It's a long... Like I said, I believe I started writing my book in 1988, maybe. That's more than 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's been it's been a long time. That's like 30 years. And that's know. a testament to your spirit that you noticed something down on the inside that God was requiring you to get out and to share with the world yes. and you did it. Yes. You did yes. it. I'm really 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 grateful that I was able to do it because uh somebody wrote my um bought my book and they called me back they said you know I needed to molested before and I never told nobody you the wow. first one I ever told so she held that in for years she was in her 60s wow. you know and, and things like that can harm you it, it'll eat you up if you hold it in I held it in and I wind up having a nervous breakdown because it's not meant for us to carry all of that. Yeah, I wound up having a nervous breakdown. I think I was like 29 years old. I actually woke up in Cleveland Psychiatric Institution. Yeah. And and you know my my son. Whoa, my son, my oldest son. His name is Claude Mills. Everybody call him Trey in the city of Cleveland. He saw a whole lot that he should not have seen. I thought it was something that I seen the dead bodies and the things that I saw as a child. I always said, I'm I'm not going to let my kids see that. But then I can remember my son being a grown man telling me, Mom, I, I remember seeing barrels of weed in our house and things of that sort. But, you you know, I'm thinking I'm hiding it from my yes. child, but he saw more than he was supposed to see. So now I'm, I'm banking and I'm praying that my grandchildren break that cycle. The cycle to be cycle. broken, you know. Um, mm. My daughter, her name is Milana Boyer on Facebook. She's got her own candle business. Oh, and I'm so proud of her because her father, he's a hustler too. He sell movies. And we was trying to get her to do something in senior high school. I ain't selling so and so. So she's almost 30. And she say, Well, mommy, you told me I got to get my hustle on. Wow. And they say, When doing this coronavirus, if you ain't got no hustle, something ain't right. Because everybody is down yeah. right now. You got to find something to something do in the house to keep you up or bring you up. Because everybody know. can't get the unemployment or get the different things that are out there available. But also having this time off is an opportunity for you to write your book. 
write your story, um, create your side hustle, candles and anything. And anything you want to know, honestly, you can get it on YouTube. Yes, you can. You can learn how to play the saxophone. That's how I, YouTube is my saxophone teacher. Learn how to play the saxophone. Mm. Learn how to play all of those things on YouTube. But the bottom line is everybody has a story. Right. All of our stories are totally different, totally different. And I promise you, there's things that we didn't tell you that are in her book that will bless you, that will heal you, and that will set you free. And the gifts and talents, and a lot of people like to hide the bad years of their life. But in the bad years, there's something that you learn even in the bad years. Right. You know, that you can share with someone else or that you can make an open confession and allow the healing to begin to happen. If you have a scar on your arm and you keep a Band-Aid on it for two years, it's going to get horrible. So sometimes you got to let these things out in the open and out in the air, not only to help someone else, but to help yourself. True. Like the lady that caught you, you ushered in her healing. Yeah. Her healing. Yes. And being able to say that you're clean for 10 years, I, um, I told you that when this corona loosens up, we have a, a, a restaurant we're going to go to. We're going to celebrate that and a whole lot of yes. good things that have happened <laughs> since December, since I met you. Seems like I've known you a long time, but right. it's, it's six months. How about that? Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, but we can learn from other people. I, I love you for your resilience. I love you for your steadfastness, your determination. And you set these goals, and when you told me the goals that you had, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. But you beat them even before you set, even the, before the time you set them. Right. So people, <clears throat> excuse me, can read your book even to learn how to set goals and benchmarks for yourself. Even though you may feel like you're down right now, you ain't got to be down right. in two years. Right. You right. ain't got to be down in six months. Right. And I feel like um, this is just a set up to get better. Yeah. Because I I can't never be down again as much as I was when I used back <laughs> cocaine. Okay. So I'm just really I'm I'm just taking it easy. All I can do is take it one day at a time. Wow. You know. And, and you are a motivator. You have these set of steps that I do not like. And even when my hip was hurt, you said, uh-uh, come on, come on, yeah. come on. <laughs> it took me forever to get up them steps. When I got down, my muscles were loosened and I felt better. Right. And I felt like I accomplished something that I was trying to avoid and whatever. So you are a true motivator to people. What would you have to say to someone that finds themselves in 2020 where you were in 19 whatever where you were strung out but you were strung out but you still always knew where you wanted to go that using drugs is not a place to be that's what people do to hide their Uh feelings whatever that went down or inside of them or around them or things they have seen in the past, their childhood, they they hide. Wow. They use the drugs to numb their feelings. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
remember snorting cocaine for fun and let's yeah. party, but eventually it got bad, wow. you know. And when things got bad, you you hiding, wow. you know. You start withdrawing. You don't want nobody to see you because you're a hot mess, you know wow. what I'm saying? So if people seek within their own self and they humble themselves, they can stop using drugs. Wow. Just like every day you say, I want a cigarette, I don't want a cigarette. I want to get high, I don't want to get high. I have dreams, I have urges, I think about it a bunch of days, but I know that it's just something I can't do anymore. Wow. You know. So that kind of ties up in the power of your words. You can... Encourage yourself, even. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I know a lot of that has to do with your relationship with Jesus Christ. And we always like to, at KAZ Radio, offer people that don't know Jesus Christ, that don't know Him, that you can accept Him and have the strength and courage for yourself that our author here has had. A lot of times she mentioned, Well, I prayed to God and I did this. But God is your source to help you go through. When you purchase her book and look at how many things this one lady has gone through and is in her right mind, is an excellent businesswoman, has her own marketing strategy, and has the, the, the drive to go for it. And is always thankful of how far God has brought her from. You can have those things too. We didn't tell you everything in the book. This book is going to really blow your mind. But at the same time, it's going to help some healing begin to happen in your life or in a loved one's life. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not you. Maybe you need this book for your son or for your daughter or for your sibling to be encouraged and be enlightened. Again, tomorrow at noon, Saturday at noon, from noon to three, um, just pop it like a pop in pop in anytime at 27801 Euclid Avenue in Euclid Ohio on the fourth floor because of the coronavirus the bottom door may be locked but you can um I'll have a way for you to get in and just let us know we'll have a few refreshments but you'll just have a time to talk with our fantastic author in person and I'm certain that her story will get you motivated to write your own book if you need to write your book or would like to tell your story, Publishing pu- Parables Publishing House is available for you. We could even maybe discuss that tomorrow. But right now, I just want us to um, close out with our last words and, and maybe a prayer if she wants to from our author, Milana Mills. And make sure you tag and share this story. Somebody could be at their wit's end or at their lowest point, and they need to know that they can make it too, just like our author. Would you like to close us out? Yes. I just want to thank y'all for um, allowing me to come to your talk show, and I just want to thank God that I was here to make it to your talk show, and I just pray that we all have a beautiful day in the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And also, KAZ Radio TV has a lot of wonderful shows. By now, you're probably tired of some of the things that are on TV with the coronavirus because it's been a long time. But tune in to KAZ Radio Cleveland, and you can find something to inspire you about the Word of God, current talk shows, and and, um, 
current talk shows and, and just chit-chatting and talking and Bible studies and a number of things to keep you enlightened, inspired, and encouraged. Once again, meet us tomorrow at noon between noon and 3 at 27801 Euclid Avenue on the fourth floor, and you can have your own conversation with our author, Milana Mills. Again, thank you. Tune in again.